Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to Mind, Mind Body, Body Stuff. <laughs> I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. Welcome back to this funny thing that we have here, this little podcast. That we do every week. It's so fun. Except just... when you go on vacation. That's when we don't do it. Well, some of us have to travel for our uh, mental health. And... Okay. And you're going to Hawaii to taste the cocktails, I hear. We're going to Hawaii because my daughter's getting married and we have to, yeah, taste test. You have to taste the wow. food. You the couldn't cocktails. have done that your last visit or it your next a, visit? It takes a lot of visits to do that. <laughs> clearly, clearly it does. <laughs> She's going to love me that much more when I get back. Oh my gosh. You guys are going to miss me. It's going to be fine. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Take me with you. Aloha. <clears throat> so today... We're going to talk about self-love. Ooh. That's a big one, and it's a weird one. Yeah, it's kind of loaded. It's a little bit loaded, and it almost seems like, I don't know, like kind of a a cheesy topic, but it's also almost an impossible topic. It's cheesy, it's impossible, and it's imperative. Totally. You know? Absolutely. So... We're just going to kind of start talking and see where we go with this. I don't have fully formed ideas, so don't quote me on this stuff. (laughs) These are my thoughts as they're developing. (laughs) We like it. Did you just like, it's called impromptu. What what do people do when they're actors and they do it without a script? Improv. Improv. We're doing some improv. We're doing some improv thinking here. Sometimes some people's best work, like Robin Williams or... You know, some of the great comedians. <laughs> we're all improv. <laughs> and that's what we're giving you today. Some improv on. This is why it's. Oh, sorry. Yes. So she broke my. Sorry. Role. That sorry. was my best part. Sorry. I got distracted. I'm done for a now. Moment. Done. You talk. <laughs> done. Well, I was good. <laughs> Do you want me to finish that for you? Self love. Yeah! <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, those, those sound waves just got really Real big. big. Sorry about your ears, everyone, just then. <laughs> And what now as well. Um, but that is also why we really love it when you guys join in the conversation on Facebook or however you connect with us. We've gotten so many like Facebook messages, texts. Thank you. Um, again, I just, I, we love thinking about this stuff and your thoughts are just really fascinating and interesting perspective. So thanks for sharing. And we've got a lot of followers. <laughs> we appreciate all the followers and We'd love more. Just keep letting your friends know and family know. And we just love sharing with all you folks. Why do you want more followers? I just like to talk to a lot of people. Don't you like to talk to a lot no, of I people? No, I do. I'm just wondering, like, what is that about? What is that? Because in a way, I think it ties into self-love. Because sometimes I think, um, I don't know, at least maybe for me, it, it, getting like... I don't know, like maybe more follows, followers means that I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then if I feel good, then it's easier for me to love myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, you know, where that comes from and if that actually even ties into self-love. It could very well tie into self-love because it's sort of like that whole issue of popularity, you know, and if you're looking for... And worthiness. And worthiness. And there's that, you know, people always talk about like, do you feel that, you know, dark hole inside of you and... You know, if we don't have self-love, are we trying to fill it with love from others or love in quantity, like what you're saying in terms of followers? Totally. Um, 
So stuff to think about in terms of how we feel about ourselves and and if it's if it requires like external validation mm-hmm. to almost like um, validate our own feelings for ourselves or maybe not even validate but um, replace or be in place of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like would we would we be doing this podcast if we had one listener maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just Thank you, John, for listening. <laughs> I appreciate it. What about Barbara? Where'd Barbara go? Barbara's taking a nap. I always <laughs> use Barbara. Try. Yesterday, I used the name Brandy, which she didn't like at all. I always make up fake names for people. And she was like, oh, not Brandy. But if you're named Brandy and you're out there, it's totally fine. <laughs> I love your name. <laughs> I was just thrown off that it wasn't Barbara. I just used to Barbara. <laughs> so... Um, I'm wondering, B, if you wouldn't mind telling us about um, part of your glasses and this whole, like, um, your reaction to saying things like, I love myself. Oh, good. Good question, Kaylee. She's so good. She's like a journalist. Oh. My my friend, Kaylee. (laughs) Oh, thank Um, you. She's also a beautiful writer on top of it. But let's do the journalist part. So, um, yeah, I... You know, my big issue, my glasses, as some of you have already heard from either these podcasts or the workshops maybe you've done with us, is that I'm unlovable. I have always, or not always, but I have them on frequently that I'm unlovable. And so it's hard for me to deal with criticism sometimes or even just uh, conflict occasionally because I have my glasses on and right away I think, Oh, that's right. You don't love me. Nobody loves me. So um, I'm unlovable. There's no point in me even engaging in this conversation. Now, I learned that I was unlovable, I think, from an early age, just because, as we've talked before, my parents were busy and there wasn't a lot of feedback in terms of love. In fact, I was just thinking about this the other day. Fascinating story. Um, when we were in Baja yeah. in on the <clears throat> Ulacation mm-hmm. two weeks ago, Kaylee had us do this awesome thing at the end of one of the Ula One classes where she had us all get in a circle and hold hands and it was appropriate with the song that was that she played because it was about like taking each other's hands, basically. Mm-hmm. And it totally made me sob like as soon as I held the people next to me, their hands, they held my hands, um, I had this deep feeling of understanding that nobody held my hand very much mm, as a kid. And so it was like, I miss that contact. Sure. And even in that contact, we learn probably that we're lovable. Yeah. And someone's willing when you're a little kid to take your hand. Yeah. My dad didn't like holding hands. I remember trying to hold his hand a few times and he sort of pushed it away. Uh-huh. Only because he grew up in a family that didn't hold hands. It was, it was he had learned that you just don't hold hands. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's fascinating how it tied into that I was unlovable and then understanding that, oh, no one had really ever held my hand very much as a kid. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So it really tapped into just the act of holding hands yeah. tapped into my deeper feeling of, oh. Yeah. And brought me right back to childhood. Wow. Almost like the moment I held hands. Well, it's such a useful thing to do to hold hands. Like, when do we stop holding hands? I mean, 
I guess like when you start dating someone, you hold hands. And there are some older couples who still hold hands, which I think is so sweet. But I would say for the most part, um, I don't hold hands with Rob. I, I try to hold Mike's hand sometimes. And then I feel awkward like, why am I holding his hand so long? <laughs> or like, I feel like we're, our hands are so full. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's not often we're going, we're walking somewhere and it's like I, someone's holding a kid or pushing a stroller or, you know, yeah, and I've just got like groceries, a, groceries in a hand and then I got my phone in the other and I'm trying to remember. Ooh, we maybe go it's to, the phone. Oh my, maybe ooh. the phone <laughs> keeps our hands occupied. And oh, hello phone companies. Cause it's like, I feel so comforted by my phone Everybody and my hand. so comforted Isn't by that weird? Phone. Oh yeah. But hands are very important. Hands are very important. And you know what was really cute is after we did that shavasana and after you know after everyone had held each other's hands and squeezed each other's hands then we sat up and people didn't want to leave the circle everyone just stayed there and everyone the conversation just just started and kept going without any prompts and then as people left the circle they were holding each other's hands like I was holding your hand on the way to breakfast? I think you were holding my hand. Yeah, and Stacy and Sammy were holding hands oh, that's walking right. to breakfast. I yeah. never hold your hand. No, I never hold your I hand. I don't ever hold anyone's hand. I mean, maybe my kids, but I don't hold I don't hold other adults' hands and it felt really good. Oh, it felt so good. But it's good. like, yeah, it's interesting. But Anyways. it but it was interesting how it reflected into that issue of for me, yes. lack of lack of understanding what self-love is. Mm-hmm. And as Kaylee had pointed out earlier in her question, um, oftentimes I, I I've been in therapy a lot because I am a therapist and I do do my I do go to therapy you with do your own work with my other therapists for my help in my life and um, they'll often say um, you know you just have to say you love yourself mm-hmm. and they say you know you should just say I love me mm-hmm. and every time they say that to me I'm like ugh. It sounds kind of gross. Oh, it sounds so gross. Like, mm-hmm. and the, even I tried it this morning. In fact, you guys, I woke oh, really? up <laughs> and I wake up oh, sometimes like all like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I have all these things like you shouldn't have slept. You forgot 10 things. <laughs> and I wake up kind of in a panic and I'm, so I'm trying to tell myself, relax. The world <laughs> is not going to end if you forgot to send so-and-so an email or whatever it is. And so then I laid in my bed and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try my mantra. I'm going to try that saying to myself. And I'm like, deep breath. And I'm like, I love me. And then I'm like, oh, God. Again, I was just like, oh, my God, I cannot do this. And I just stopped. There's just no. You didn't even go any further. I didn't go any further. <laughs> it was more like, just do some deep, deep breathing. <laughs> you don't believe this. You don't love you. Come on. How interesting Which is, is a very sad statement, as I realized. It is. Know. I mean, it is. And I think anybody who knows Bernice um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard and you've heard people say, when I grow up, I want to be Bernice. Like there's even a petition to create t-shirts that have your face on it <laughs> saying like, I want to be Bernice when I grow up. <laughs> and so it's so funny how self-love like really isn't a reflection of how lovely of a person we are at all. It's just these wounds or these, um, I don't know what it is. It's it's not it's not the truth. It's not like you are unlovable in the slightest. Like I think a lot of people are like, oh my god, I would love it if I were you. I would love me so much if I were you. But it's it's just so like where does that where does that come from? So okay, maybe 
you know, maybe your you your parents weren't around that much, but it's like, okay, so how does that translate from maybe my parents don't love me to then I don't love me? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that transfer over? But don't you think it has to be learned in some way? Like, or, you know, even though a baby comes out and it's like, so one of my friends just had a baby, like, two days ago, and it's just like a cute little baby girl. She's just sleeping, all the pictures, newborn baby. And um, and you think like a baby comes out and they're not even thinking if they're loved or not loved. But there is research about, you know, attachment mm-hmm. and how if the parents aren't loving, um, you know, over a period of time, the baby, or they did the, this work with the chimpanzees, Harville Hendricks did, you can look that up as an old study, um, and the chimpanzees, you could tell, um, stopped thriving if mm. if the mm-hmm. if they didn't have contact and love. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they would just kind of sit in a corner and just stop thriving. Yes. It was almost like there was no reason to be. Right. And I wonder even w- with children, if there isn't that kind of learning, that kind of interplay of like, do you love me, mommy? Oh, sure. And mommy says, I love you, Huxley. Yeah. And you, yeah. you hold her and you hug her tight. And she internalizes that feeling. Being loved, I am lovable, I love me. Exactly. So kind of like that process. Exactly. Yeah. So um, can we talk about mantras for a second? Just Please. Because you, um, you tried it this morning and it didn't go so well. Didn't go so well. But that's, that's, how, that's how they say that mantras should go. So in that book we keep referring to, Your Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, Taylor? Mm-hmm. Um, so what she says about choosing a mantra and she said you have to choose a mantra that feels like so uncomfortable and that makes you want to throw up a little bit when you say it because that means you've 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 hit one of your triggers and so for for bernice you know maybe this i'm unlovable to say i love me it 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 sounds so foreign and it feels so weird to say to say that out loud or even just to herself because her brain just has this programming of I am unlovable. So when choosing a mantra, we don't want to pick one that feels good. Like, yes, you know, if you think you're just like a powerful, very, you know, strong woman, you probably don't need the mantra. I am strong. No. Because yeah. that you already that, that that's just part of who you are. So what what you may need is um, like I don't know what I mean. Yeah, if if for you it's you don't feel unlovable or you feel unlovable, then your mantra needs to be "I love me." Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so we we need to we basically need to choose mantras that do feel uncomfortable to us because it, it's showing us that okay, that's hitting something. Mm-hmm. And so she said it's gonna it's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel awkward. And the bummer about this is that the negative patterns of thought. They stick with us more effectively than the positive ones. And so from from a survival standpoint, it was much more beneficial to be aware of the dangers and to be aware of like the things that could possibly hurt you than than to be like oh yes this is a pleasurable thing that's here. You're just out of 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 survival to understand and to store the information for the, the, the negative or the dangerous or the, you know, whatever. Exactly. Is more helpful for survival. So she said that when we have these negative thought patterns or whatever, they're, they're going to they're gonna stick. 
longer and more efficiently than the positive one. So when we then try to change the verbiage and make it positive, it's going to feel weird. But she said, starting with five minutes a day for 30 days, isn't that what she said? Mm -hmm. I think that's the time frame. She said, that's how long it takes to start shifting that that mindset or to, to, to start changing your beliefs or starting to actually embody what that mantra is, mm-hmm. which I thought was so interesting because when, when I've thought about mantras in the past, like I almost thought it was like, it needed to be something that I felt comfortable with so that I could just do it mm-hmm. and it was comfortable doing it. But hello, like, you know, we don't, we don't change in our comfort zones. We don't, we transitions don't happen in comfortable situations. Yeah, and I'm like, you know? why is it so hard? If it's so hard, I don't want to do it. Exactly. Most people are going to be like, oh, yeah, this is too hard. Do I don't it. like this. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And that's, that's the other issue. You know how we're always like, you know, sometimes in our culture we're like, well, it has to feel right. Totally. But sometimes we're wrong because sometimes it has to feel wrong. It has <laughs> to feel wrong and it has to feel uncomfortable. Yes. It's got to disrupt. It has to be disruptive. It has it's to disrupt not going to be pattern. effective unless it's disruptive. And the disruption is painful oh yeah it's uncomfortable it's awkward and you've got to kind of commit to going through that in order to get to that that space where you start to believe the words you're saying to yourself Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was really um I thought that that was really cool um another concept that I've been thinking about because so much of what I talk about in ULA one so if you've been to my ULA one classes I, I talk a lot I give it I, I give like my intro and then my Shavasana is an opportunity to kind of explore these thoughts that I'm having or you know whatever it may be and, and hopefully it's in service of others that's always the goal but this whole self-love thing I'm also curious because um, these past couple weeks I've been talking about how I think self-love is really, really brutally hard. And I always say, and it's a very, it's not like, you know, I'm the only one who says this. It's very common to hear, like, you cannot fully love another human being unless you can fully love and have compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I say that a lot because in, in a way I do believe it. But I have been thinking about the time, uh, so I've been with my husband since, or I've known him since I was um, like 19 years old. And I've gone through a lot since then. I've gone through illnesses. I've gone through times where I've had extremely low self-esteem. I've been sick. I've, I, we've gone through a lot together. And I feel like he has been able to love me and actually like see me when I haven't been able to love myself. And so sometimes I think... This goes back to basically everything we talk about in Ula. Sometimes it takes your community to really feel that self-love. And I, and I think it's important to surround yourself, too, with people who can see how lovable you are and mm-hmm. who can see and feel your, your, your real spirit, who you are. Because you've got the, you know, not you, I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. but everybody, we've All got these us. layers of lies, essentially. Yeah, about ourselves. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm also, I've been reflecting lately on the importance of our, of our fellow humans in helping us find this self-love. And how, it just, just reminded me of tying back to my childhood. Yeah. How that was done in community. Like I learned totally. not to self-love inadvertently oh, sure. because I didn't get the feedback. Yes. Right? Yes. So, but that, that doesn't mean we can't, like what Kaylee's saying, is do that now 
in our adult lives. Totally. Totally. You know, where you're where you're reaching out, like Kaylee's saying, that she's had this long-term relationship with her husband and that, she, that she, she can get reinforcement from her husband during difficult times that she is lovable. Yes. And the same with me as well, obviously, and with all of us, that it is sort of, or it is done in community. So not only do you have to do the mantra, perhaps... But you also have to find communities that are supportive, absolutely, and yes. reinforcing. Totally, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's paramount to the human experience. And um, thank you, Leah Johnson, for commenting on our last podcast um, announcement in the in the community page on Facebook. And she just shared this excerpt from a book that she's reading called "The Chemistry of Joy." And I I think this kind of ties into what we're talking about. So it's called. Um, The illusion of separation. At the most profound level, we're only human in community. Think of a poor, isolated soul on a desert island with no one to talk to for years at a time. Do you imagine that person, even if he or she never had to worry about food, shelter, or basic survival, would survive such an experience mentally, emotionally, and spiritually intact? It doesn't seem likely. We're meant to be part of of one another's lives and we need each other to share or and we need to share in each other's humanity but in our modern culture it's focus with its focus on individualism and separate achievement we lose the sense of connectedness that keeps us sane and depression is often the result it's not only connectedness to other humans that we need we're part of the natural world and losing that lifeline can also depress us more than we realize we need too a link to the divine to the universe itself a sense of the higher purpose of which we are a part without the sense that the universe is a friendly place to which we belong as to a family mm. we have great difficulty not to become depressed mm. isn't that cool very very good and so yeah i know we're talking about self-love but i i feel as though um well and these are my these are my beliefs but i i feel like we are made of love and light and i feel like we get different shadows that come come on to us or that our experiences bring into our lives and it's not that we're it's not that we aren't still love and light it's just that we have we're we're weighed down with some some darkness Mm -hmm. and sometimes we can find it on our own but sometimes it does require community it does you need you need other humans you do well we're we're social creatures you know we're primates so we you know we need to be in groups we're in groups that's how we were that's how we've been for millennia right um i was just thinking about something else right now that we were talking about oh that again it comes so that a baby is born and they are love and light like Mm -hmm. they're just so pure you know, when you have that moment oh, yeah. and you're just like, oh my, this is just like the purest of pure, the purest, purest of pure. And then of course they come into the world, they experience whatever they experience in terms mm-hmm. of good or bad experiences. And those are the things besides the personalities that we're sort of born with or sure. tendencies or traits. Then we have these experiences that shape us and and, and teach us sort of our protective gear, whether it's the glasses that we wear, mm-hmm. the I'm unlovable glasses, or I'm not accomplished glasses, sure. or I'm not worthy. That these are all sort of through the shadows that sort of weigh us down. And of course, then we have the opportunity through introspection and through community to figure out what our glasses are, 
to figure out what our issues are, and then to work them out as grown-ups if we have that ability to mm-hmm. do so. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we do in ULA. We try to do, you know, every week Yeah. with the work that we do. And back to self-love, it's a, it's a difficult piece for us to get our head around sometimes, I think, because another reason is we were, we were taught about narcissism. Yeah, yes. Right? Totally. Like, don't love yourself too much. Mm-hmm. And, and for, for sure, there are narcissists in the world. I've worked with a handful of them. Um, but they're unusual. But, okay, but my question with <clears throat> narcissists is do they actually, like, do they actually really love themselves? I think they do. They do. Mm-hmm. And they think they're better than... Oh, yes. But what's that about? Well, their brain's a little misfiring. Something's misfiring in there. So it's a mental thing? It's I not think like it's a something. learned thing? You know, it's probably a combo. They probably have a propensity to it, and then, you know, stuff happens. But I think they are kind of like, I am, you know, I am the greatest. But have people told them that? Or do, the, do they, like... I think they inherently... I don't know if they're... I mean, maybe they had... I don't know. This would be interesting. What do you guys think? I mean, I think maybe maybe they had parents... I don't know if that were maybe one parent might have been really coddling. Maybe another parent might have been harsh. I don't know. Sure. And, um, but they, I mean, if you work with narcissists, they're very, very clear that they're, they are the best thing. Wow. And they are, they can sell you on it too. You're like, oh, I think, yeah, you are. Yeah. But then you get to know them a little bit and there's not a lot of room for you. Uh-huh. There's all that's all they take up all the space, you know. But is it true love that they feel for themselves? Is it self-love? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that's a better that's a better way to think of it, self-love. I mean, feeling like you're the best at everything. At, at everything. I wonder, you know, but where's the love for themselves? And I do believe that when we can love all of our flaws and we can love our shortcomings and our weaknesses and and you know the things that make us human I do believe then it is easier to forgive and it's easier to see the humanness in others and it's easier to find compassion and so if they're not feeling those feelings towards others I wonder if they're really experiencing true self-love and I don't think they make good partners probably not you know so (laughs) so if they were really truly with self-love Yes. Then I feel like the you narcissists... know they'd be like Mother Teresa or something. You know, she was so ultimately you know com- so worldly compassionate. Sure. But you think of a narcissist in there. So I know the I know a narcissist. I know one pretty well. And I... is it me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you. I knew it. And we have we have some things to talk about. <laughs> she's so kind. That's to why me. we're doing this episode, Bernice. She's, I have a. She's so kind to me. Something as I need a to narcissist. Bring up. <laughs> it's about your narcissism, <laughs> and I need the support of everyone listening. Move aside. Let me talk about me for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> something you didn't know. <laughs> the greatest I see is your favorite. She made me choke on my chai tea there with that one. I choked. You did your reusable cup today, though. I'm proud of I you. I know. They were all happy for me at the coffee shop, too. You're They're like... Slightly offsetting your, your friend trip is to Hawaii. Be so happy. <laughs> I know. I have to make up. Look at you that. You need to buy some carbon credits really bad. There's a carbon credit right there, folks. Right there. Okay. Good job. You're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> How's that flooding going in Hawaii, though? It's bad there. Mm. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm going... 
I'm going to be helping on Kauai doing a little <laughs> flood mitigation. Actually, I'm not. No. I'm not. You're going to go taste cocktails. Whatever. <laughs> You're I'm working on a wedding. I'm working on a wedding. I know. I Where's know. the compassion? I'm obviously, I'm obviously you know jealous. Do you I see? don't feel lovable right now. You're super lovable. I just want to go with you. I know she does, but she can't. She has to work. I'm just going <laughs> to poke you. <laughs> But you said you knew a nar- you know a narcissist. I do know a narcissist. Her name is Bernice. <laughs> I know a narcissist, and I actually don't think that there's a lot of self love there. Oh, I I don't think that that there is, and so they're the way that they make themselves feel worthy and and to feel like the greatest is by only focusing on accomplishments and what I can do and all these things that I've done and look at me, look at me, look at me because I actually think there's kind of a lot of emptiness in there. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they're almost trying to seek out love, self-love, I think I think almost in an attempt to feel worthy of their of anybody else's love and, you know, gosh, our own love I feel like is the hardest sometimes um, is by is by accomplishing things mm-hmm. or by you know ma- trying to get the respect of others or trying to impress others so that so that you almost don't have to deal with your own self-love because you you're getting it from other people mm-hmm. or not even the love but the, the they like, don't even care about the love no I don't but think. i feel like they like the praise they like the praise they like being sure. they like being impressive i don't to think people. they care about love though so much i don't think it's the love either yeah I don't I'm really sorry care if I about use other that word. people either. It's more. But don't just you think like, they want their they want their um, like recognition that you are great? It's kind of hard to feel like you're great if other people don't say you're great. I think. What if everybody think says you great. suck? Can you really be like, no, I'm the greatest? And they're like, no, you actually. I think suck, some narcissists can. The yeah, they just keep pushing, and then oh. and then they make other people believe it. But that's what I mean. They make other people believe yeah. it, so then other people do begin to say they you're do the greatest. Say yeah, but I don't know if they need that. Like I think they just think it. Wow. All the time. What you think you become. What you think you become. All right, so. everyone. I guess this episode is called Take a Lesson from a Narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Go find a narcissist and figure out what they're doing so that we can all have a little bit <laughs> of narcissism. A little bit more self-love. What you think you become. I love that. Lesson from a narcissist. Well, I don't know. And so another thing is a lot of like with ULA uh, is about self-care and self-love. And I think that there's another piece here that we need to touch on where it feels selfish. It's Mm -hmm. like, why do I need... Okay, I'm sorry I talk about being a mom so much, but it's little kids are demanding. And it's on our mind. And it's on my mind. Um, So sometimes for me, I find it selfish... To be um, to be spending so much like um, personal work on figuring out how to love myself when I'm like, but look at these children who need me to love them, and I think a lot of times m- mothers maybe especially I I don't know you guys can get mad at me for that one, but when when we have other people to love, it's almost easier to be like, I don't need to focus on myself because I'm going to just pour all of my love yes. into these children or into these animals or into, you know, whatever. So we actually don't have to figure out how to love ourselves because we're just going to love everybody else so much and we can just, you know, that that will that will be enough. That'll and I, I, the... I do think that's a problem. That's a very good point. I think that's a very good point. And so part of, you know, and, and I know a lot of people feel guilt when they focus on self-love and self-care 
hair and there's, you know, there's all these other things that they could be doing or people that they could be focusing on. But I do, I, I do think that when we take care of ourselves, when we love ourselves, we become better people. And when we are better people, I feel like we can be, we can be, we can, we can elevate the consciousness and we can elevate the vibration of mm-hmm. this whole this whole place. Mm-hmm. So I don't think doing personal work is, you know, is something that we should feel guilty about. But I think we do. And remember, you're modeling for your children too that yeah. you're doing the work. So when you're when when your kids cry because you're leaving, I think it's you know we we hit that point where we're like, I'm being selfish. I shouldn't go. My kid is crying. Da 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 da. But I I think you're right. I think we're modeling that it's okay to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it's like, and I want you to do that too. And you I know? want you to be able to, yeah, do yeah. that too. I don't want you just to be a server, you yes. know, just like give, 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 give. You know, I want you also to receive. Well, and just like we always say, like you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, you can't pour. And from, you may you think wish loving you other people fills your cup, and it does, it does. But I also think that you've got to have your own reserves. I think I've read this quote before, but I think it's a really important one to come back to. It's a quote by um, Glennon Doyle, and she says, Women put all of this energy into the roles we play. Ask a woman who she is, and she'll tell you who she loves. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a friend. And that's great. It makes the world go round. But it's also why we live in fear because these things can be taken from us. Mm. So I think it's also an important question to, to ask, okay, what do I have left? What do I have left when it's, when it's me? Mm-hmm. When it's just me? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that's a very good. And it, it makes you feel too when you're just like what she's saying, when you're just always giving, that it does make you feel lonely some, or, or more afraid that those things might leave. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or even you like... you define by se- yourself by the people that you love. Exactly. Which is nothing wrong with that, of course. That's our interplay as human beings. But we need to be careful about how much that we keep some, some love in our own cup. Yeah. For our own selves. Because as I hear from women whose children are getting older, and me as an older parent, whose children have gone off to college, there's a big transition there for them because they've spent, you know, 18, 20 years caring for these wonderful creatures. And then suddenly it's like, oh, who am I now that I'm not the mother of Ben or Sarah or whoever? Or I am still, but they're, of course, now starting their own lives. So again, always remembering to keep our cup full so we have stuff to give love to give to our children and our friends but also love and compassion to give to ourselves and then always stay open so you can receive so you can fully receive because i think there is that piece that does go back to our needing one another yes oh my goodness i just was working with a client the other day whose parent is dying and um he was having a really hard time uh dealing with his sadness with this parent dying like you know I I know I'm sad I know I should be sad I just don't want to be sad and I'm like but you have a broken heart Mm. your heart Mm -hmm. is broken it's breaking and he was like my heart is breaking I'm like right so let it break because when it breaks there'll be room 
Yeah. Because he's fighting like his, yeah. like we talk, his fists are closed. Just like, tight. Tight, tight, tight. Fighting, fighting, fighting. The sadness of yeah. losing a parent, a lifetime parent you've had your whole life. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let your heart break. Yeah. Let it break. Even yeah. though in our society we're like, don't let your heart break. Let it break. Open it up. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I had my stillborn, I, at the, at the time I felt like I was broken, but then with, you know, hindsight, I realized that I was just broken open and my, my life changed. I changed everything about me changed because I was broken open. And that is, you know, going back to this transformation, like this is how we, this is how we transform this is how we heal this is how we evolve it's painful Mm, so so painful it's painful but i feel like it also shows us our strengths it shows us what we're capable of it if we are open we can be receiving and giving of such amazing love Mm -hmm. that just really isn't you know if if you're tight and you're closed it's not going to be flowing it's not going to be flowing it's not it's not open and And i totally get why it's tight and protected and closed like keep the door shut don't let it in you don't want to hurt yeah i don't think i'll i don't think i'll recover from this it's fear and it's yeah it's fear uh, and it's pain and it's pain and and pain you want to protect yourself from pain it's normal and natural to respond that way but the funny thing is when you let it break or when you get broken, yeah. then the light comes in. It, it totally. Then the light comes in. Yeah, barns burnt down. Now we can see the stars or the moon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Whatever> that quote <laughs> is. <laughs> it was, it's a magnet. I've seen it on many fridges. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who's barn? I'm talking about barn. art right now. Babe. Barns burnt down. Now you can see the stars. Now you can see the stars. Or moon. Aww. You guys know what I'm talking about. Somebody out there does. <laughs> but self-love. Like, I mean, what? When do we, when do we, when do we get it? <laughs> when do we get it? Hello. I also think. Um, is it you, my I, love again? <laughs> Are you knocking on my door? What song is that? I don't know. I made it up. Oh, oh I think it might be like a Lionel Richie song or something. Like Sorry about that. No, I like it. That was pretty. <laughs> um, but my other question is, and I think this is so, I, I feel like I can love myself when things are going pretty well. Then I'm like, yeah, I love me. Good point. But it's like I hit triggers and, and I, I know what my triggers are. I know very clearly what my triggers are. And when they hit, that's when I go down pretty quickly. In it. And then I have all the negative self-talk. I find I find it very hard to love myself. And so I think my personal work right now is, okay, it's easy to love myself when things are going fine. Mm-hmm. And so my personal work, and I think this is the beauty of actually allowing ourselves to suffer a little bit, is that we can we can do the really important soul work that we need to do in those in those times of trouble. But Mother Mary comes, comes to, to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a musical today, but it's in those times of trouble that I f- that I, I feel create the opportunity for us to experience. Real self love, self love, self love. I love my love myself. Self love. I love myself. Not no, not when it's just easy. Not when we're feeling like life is going great and everything's going great. But can we can we feel that self love when things aren't going so great? When you know when you've been kind of triggered by one of your triggers and you start to spiral down. Like, can you pull yourself back up? Can the can your self love bring you back? up you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's where that's where I need to really continue focusing my my personal work on Mm -hmm. 
Me too. Because for the most part, like, if I woke up on, on a morning, like, I don't have the strong response that you do of, I love me, and then be like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a day-to-day, I think I could, I think I could say that and not feel like I needed to throw up. But it's when I, um, when something, when I don't, well. When things are amiss. When things perhaps. are amiss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when things aren't kind of how when when things feel out of my control or when things feel whatever then I'm like then it sounds then it sounds a little bit harder for me to really own that mm-hmm. and I think that's our indicator and I think wherever it feels hard for you to to say I love me when you find those moments where it is difficult I think then then that's kind of a guide as to where where you need to put a little bit more work in yeah what you need to work on that day yeah. Yeah. You got to stay curious. Got to stay connected. Keep, you got to do it. You got you got you got to keep asking yourself these questions, you know, if you have the time, be like, "Where am I at today?" Not even if you have the time. I think you have to make the time. Yeah, but I don't want everyone to feel pressure like, "Oh, you have to have time." You know, because I know how we are about defensive attitudes, but if you have the time. <laughs> She's so nice. I'm like, I'm like people, you got to do it. If you have the time, we invite you. You can if you'd like to. You don't have to. <laughs> That's Bernice's always go-to, especially when we're doing visualization yeah. meditations. You can imagine, or you don't have to. Or you don't have to. <laughs> but um, So if you want self-love, you better work on it. <laughs> Only if you want to. Strive to be a narcissist. <laughs> Learn from your fellow narcissists. <laughs> You are what you believe. You become what you think. <laughs> okay, that's enough of those. You're done with this one. Okay, she's, <laughs> she's wrapping it up. We're out of here, you guys. <laughs> we love you guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And have a great week. Mwah. Mwah.